Okay, so Bill, I, I want to talk a little bit more about just baseball in general before we get into the discussion about the actual baseball movies today. The first question I'd like to ask you is, from your experiences, and I think we're really talking about Major League Baseball at this point, okay. how has the game evolved over the past 25 years? Like, what, what are some of the striking differences from when you were in high school, you know, this is something you wanted to do, so you were, you were very fluent in sure. Major League Baseball. And I'm curious what changes you have seen. Right. Well, I think when I played in the 80s when I was still really young and then even in the 90s when I was becoming an adult, quote-unquote adult, it was still considered old-school baseball. And what does old-school baseball mean? To me, old-school baseball means fundamentals are very important, like bunting and base running and hitting the cutoff man and just playing baseball the right way. And some of the unwritten rules were created then. So old-school baseball to me is like, I think of Pete Rose. And forget the Pete Rose of today with, you know, he obviously is not connected to baseball or the gambling and all that. But the way he played baseball, to me, almost gives me shiv like shiver, like I shiver when I think of how he played. And I only saw him play at the end of his career, but some of the, the highlights of him, Charlie Hustle, his, his, you know, his nickname, like getting dirty, like just rubbing clay on your, you know, you're always diving, like just running and playing so hard. Like you don't see anybody today the way he played. So okay. if that explains that to me, that's one of the differences is that. Does that make any sense? Yeah. A hundred percent. To me, it does in my brain, but I don't know if that, no, no, that no. conveys. No, no, no. That's perfect. We can't talk about baseball without mentioning kind of the big scandals that sort of erupted right. in the late 90s. And you were talking to me before we started recording about how steroids and baseball prove something mm. as far as, and I'll let you get into a sure. little bit more, it really kind of, it kind of proved that bigger players could play the game. In, yeah, in my eyes. Like, I don't, right, okay. But, and now the players are just bigger in general. Yeah, so, think, so let's talk yeah. a little bit about that. So... so I've thought about this over time because obviously the steroid era was pretty big, right? But to go before that, when I was in high school, we would have training, like weight training, but it was always low weight, very low weight, high reps. Like, um, we would only try to like build up our forearms. Like we were, we never lifted heavy weights. It was like against the rules. Like we couldn't, like it, you weren't, baseball players weren't known to like lifting heavy weights and all this extra training. It was more, um, cardio, running, long distance running, and then just like a, you know, very, very different than it is today. So like now, I guess my point that I was making earlier is when they started doing steroids and these guys were giant and big and like, you know, really just must like big muscles because they used to say long muscles, which were like, I guess, more aerobic type muscles. Now they're like not long muscles they're big bulky. So they were still good. They were hit these guys that were giant. Well, on steroids were still like, you know, they could run fast. They could hit. Obviously, they hit. You know, they, they probably don't know how to bunt. So I can tell you that, but they know how to hit a home run and home runs sell tickets and, you know, yeah. TV. 
So at the time when I was younger, I don't know if we you saw many guys that were very big. I mean, some guys in the pros were big, but not everybody. And I think that proved at least that uh, you could be big and still play. So now I look now, everybody's big. These guys are monsters, but no one's on steroids. So they're working out differently. They're training differently. These guys, half of them probably could play football. I mean, these guys are huge. And in the 90s, they, nobody was huge. I mean, there might be five big guys. If you look back, they're, you know, they were just big men. Um, but they weren't working out like they do now. And they're all still very good. So you, it's, it's, and I think that's just incredibly fascinating that, the the black eye that was the black eye to baseball that uh-huh. was the steroid scandal right it really your theory i think holds a lot of water and i think i think it's it's interesting because when you look at who are who are the guys today mm-hmm. that are signing these major contracts i mean your bryce harpers your mike yeah. trousing these are big guys they're man huge. they're huge yeah it's because it was proven that they that you could play yeah i think i don't think that was the plan but i think it did i mean i after that everyone stopped doing steroids but i think guys started working out like differently i mean these guys are huge no body fat they look i mean they're supreme athletes they're huge and we you know never were trained that way all the guys back in the day they weren't big nobody i wanted to ask you this question you know, you were playing junior college baseball, you know, in the 90s. Was steroids even discussion? I mean, let's even go further back though. Let's go back to even high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, was steroids, was that even discussed or whispered about when you were yeah. playing? No, no, no. So I didn't even know that it would even be used like for baseball, like a player. 80s for sure not. I'm. It might have been getting rumbles there not at my level not where i was at had no clue and then junior college i don't even think we went to the i never saw a gym like that wasn't part of the program we, we didn't even work out nothing we just played all those ridiculous 60 games or whatever we didn't even see a gym we just ran and played baseball games so like there was not even the thought of working out so then but now that i look back at you know i don't want to i can't name names but when i look back when I was at the other level, when I was at Riddle, we had two guys that probably were taking something because they were gigantic. And I just thought that they were just bigger dudes at the time. But uh, to watch those two guys take just even BP or batting practice, like you can imagine how high the lights are in the outfield of a, a regular field. When he would take BP, one of the guys, they'd be over the lights. So like, I mean, where would that be? Like, imagine a guy that's giant because he was huge swinging a, a light <laughs> aluminum bat that's like 30 ounce, whatever it was, just hitting bot like is amazing. And it, when he hit the ball, it sounded like, you know, he was like lifting, you know, you know, 400 pounds at the bench press every time he hit the ball like this. He was just gigantic. He was like roid raging probably in the batter's box. <laughs> interesting yeah yeah so i look back i think i played with two guys in college that were doing it i just didn't realize it at the time because it wasn't discussed and then it start then with then just after that's probably when all these major leaguers were in you know on the news and all that shit i have to ask you in your opinion when you were watching when we were all watching sort of the the sosa mcguire yeah home run phenomenon i remember 
was it sort of the worst kept secret in baseball at this point that those guys were doing something or was did it catch a lot of people by surprise probably more surprise i i don't know if i was just naive or didn't care or didn't think about it but i was loving all the home runs yeah it was so awesome to see that it was amazing it was good for baseball too i think it was yeah, yeah. but you know they were somewhat cheating i guess but to me they're still hitting the ball so like it's probably a big advantage the strength but they still have to hit the ball so they're obviously still prime athletes so would it take away some of the home runs i don't know i just think the home runs would have been shorter right but uh it definitely helps i think on recovery and the grind of the whole season i think it helps so i think it's definitely an unfair advantage if not everybody was doing it so i think that's more of the problem but right. i was enjoying all the home runs i thought it was i was so pumped i it, loved it no i remember yeah. and i remember it, it captured that that particular season when they were chasing the home run yeah, record right that that captured the attention of not just america but the world Anybody, like yeah, every NETV. every oh, yeah. cover of time magazine i mean it was it was huge i and i remember that was that was around the time that i really started to take a keen interest in baseball cool. because yeah. grow, you know growing up in canada and and then moving to rural tennessee really for me the two sports that i was really big into were hockey originally and right. then i got really big into football uh but baseball i i i always say, like to say and pardon the pun i'm late to the game when it came sure. to my appreciation of baseball but i've i've really taken the game serious and I've, i i want to know as much as i can about it and it's really helped me to enjoy the game more mm-hmm. and we could spend a couple hours dissecting everything yeah. from pitch speeds to you know you know on base percentages let me get your overall opinion okay. on technology and baseball because the two seem really, really likely to collide yeah. sooner than later. Can't and, stop it. And I'm, I'm wondering because, you know, you talked a lot about, you know, the fundamentals of the game and mm-hmm. how those haven't changed. But with the advent of technology, some of those fundamentals may be forced to change. So I want to know where technology and baseball stands with you. Sure. I, I mean – if it gets involved with the rules and how they officiate and stuff, that's where I don't like it. Like the umpire. So the, the, the relationship, let's just go to the pitcher, the hitter and the umpire, just those three people, right? When technology gets in the middle of that, that's when I'm, I won't watch the strike zone and that kind of stuff. If they start using technology to either review, they'll, they better not ever review a ball or strike, but to call balls and strikes or because the relationship with those three people, the pitcher and the umpire, there's a groove that gets in there. The pitcher can work with the, uh, he's not working with the umpire, but if, if the pitcher, let's just say is trying to work the outside corner throughout the game, the umpire gets used to where that ball is going. And the pitcher knows it, and the catcher knows where he's catching it, moving it, like framing it. That if technology gets in there, then that takes an advantage away that the pitcher's been working on for, like, let's say the first few innings, or that let's say that umpire's seen that pitcher pitch for ten years. He knows the tendencies. Yeah. So that takes away an advantage that is earned, that the pitcher has earned, or the hitter. There's sometimes the strike zone strike zone shrinks with a veteran hitter that's been around a long time, like Tony Gwynn, for example, or Wade Boggs. I wrote those guys' names down as some of my players I used to watch because they there's a relationship with the hitter and the umpire. Some of these umpires, there's a status with these. So the strike zone might shrink, um, and, but that's earned. And that's part of maybe an unwritten rule that I haven't even written down, that some of that stuff's earned. And if you just put a laser and a camera and put a box on there... 
That's going to lose it for me. I'm going to hate that. So that's one thing I hope I don't ever see. Well, yesterday I was talking to a, a, a old friend of mine, and he is the uh, he's an assistant general manager for a, a minor league baseball okay, team. Okay, cool. I asked him, you know, I told him that you and I would be doing this episode, and I, I asked him since he's kind of in the forefront of of, of what's happening sure. in, in in baseball right now. I asked him the same question. I said, you know, technology in baseball. You know, where are we heading? And I'm really going to paraphrase what he told me, but he said that, you know, what you talked about, this this strike zone, okay. you know, like, and for those that don't know what we're talking about, if you ever watch baseball on TV, you'll see that the, on TV, they've got a little box and they've got, they show exactly where the balls are, are heading and, you know, and sometimes you can tell that the umpire was off a little bit or it should, when something that was a strike should have been a ball or vice versa. He told me that... That is a long time away from making it to Major League Baseball. That's good. He said, he said that that is, I think a lot of purists like yourself have made a legitimate argument very much. And, and the way you put it was wonderful. Uh-huh. I didn't even really think about it like sure. that. So he said that is a long ways away. However, he said what baseball is really looking at right now mm-hmm. is a way to speed the game up a little bit. You know, uh-huh. some of these games, I mean, just off the top of your head. What's the longest baseball game you remember playing? Yeah, well, I guess just regulation when yeah. not extra innings, maybe four hours. Yeah. I mean, it could be long, but I've yeah. played in some games are only two hours and eight minutes. I think I remember because it went so fast, so like it couldn't go any quicker. And, and for those international listeners who aren't really familiar with baseball, there's no clock in baseball. Baseball is nine innings and you know oh, yeah. the game is over at the end of nine innings unless the game is tied then it can go and it, 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 the game can in theory go on indefinitely i think the some game maybe the longest is 26 so, something so so baseball has been trying a, uh, to find a way to speed the game up and he said what they're really looking at is a pitch clock very similar to what they have in basketball with a shot clock and a shot clock in basketball means when a team that have possession of the ball for a certain amount of time and they have to take a shot within that certain amount of time or the ball automatically gets turned over. Sure. So with baseball, with the pitch clock and, and he just threw this number at me. He said the, he said they were looking at a 15 second shot clock and he said, but that's kind of an arbitrary number because they don't know what they're going to settle on. Right. But basically the pitcher from the moment, either the, the start of the inning when the umpire gives the signal to start or, you know, when a pitcher throws a pitch and the catcher throws it back to him, he has 15 seconds to throw another pitch uh if he does not throw a pitch within that 15 seconds it's an automatic ball right but on the reverse side of that and i'm hoping i'm getting this number correct the batter i believe he said has five seconds to get into his stance when if he doesn't get into a stance within five seconds it's an automatic strike and they've been trying this out in minor league baseball and in some spring training so bill Yep. I have to know, given what I already know about how you feel about the the automated strike zone, how do you feel about a pitch clock in Major League Baseball? Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, I saw I went to a spring training game uh, this season, just a, a month ago or whatever, and I saw the clock and I told my buddies, I go, look at that. There's a freaking clock. It was kind of like on the wall there behind the pitcher or behind the hitter to strike the batter's box or whatever. And it, it, for one, to me, it looks ridiculous. Here's what you mentioned basketball. So they're trying to compare a basketball clock, like a time clock, right? Not compare it, but right. use that, right? Yeah. But here, here's where I disagree with them even bringing up basketball or even football, because football has a clock too. Football, yeah. There's a clock because let's say 
a team that's already winning, they could just dribble forever. Yeah. There has to be a clock. They're, like baseball doesn't have a clock. So there's no advantage. They're just trying to speed the game up. So they're just trying to, you know, change the game when, so you can't compare basketball or football because then the team could just sit on the ball and run the clock out. That's why there's time clock or whatever, a play clock. Where with baseball, they, they should, they should not even bring up that basketball has a time clock. So that's one thing I wanted to say. And then two, again, there's a relationship there. So this to me is ridiculous. I said ridiculous earlier, and this is why. So some pitchers, they're, they're not good, good, very good pitchers. Most of them are naturally quick on the mound. What does that mean? That means they, they throw a pitch. They get the ball back from the catcher. They're already on the mat. They're already on the rubber waiting to pitch again. They're right on top of the hitter. So some pitchers, that's their thing. They pitch fast. Yeah. Okay. So with this clock, it's going to speed up slow pitchers. And then that takes away the advantage of some of these guys that are always right on the mound. So again, that takes, to me, it changes the game again. Because now you're taking an advantage away where some players naturally pitch fast as an advantage but then the flip side some pitchers take their time and that's their advantage like they want to slow that down and maybe move how long they take so now you're changing the game to speed up why because the tv or i so then they should shorten i know they're never going to do this but they should shorten commercials and they should shorten up the the warm-up time like cut out non-gameplay stuff throughout a game when the inning changes it's like five, I don't know how long they take now, but they that warm up time is not really necessary. I mean, I would take six ground balls, eight ground balls when I was playing short, like in between innings. That can go way quicker. Just like cut that out, like two throws and done. I don't know what you do, but cut that all out. Why change the game? That's you know, that's just my opinion. How do you feel about? I mean, they have made some implementation. They have implemented implemented a few changes. For example, instant replay. How do you feel about instant replay in baseball? You love it. I love it. I love it. I freaking love it. Now, but it's now it changed. So I played short. I played second. I played third. I played a lot of positions, but I was trained as a shortstop. Like, let's say we were turning two. I don't think I touched second base. So like, let's say there was a ground ball to the second baseman and he threw to me at short. And you're supposed to touch second and then throw to first, right? That's the double play. Well, when I would slide through second, I might be, you know, six inches, 10 inches from the back to get away from the runner. So half the time, I never touched second. So like, I'd suck during an instant replay because I never touched a bag. So that would, but again, I'm fine with the replay because then I would just have to, you know, I'm, you should touch the bag. Right. I knew that there's no replay, so I could just stay out of the way. It just counted. It was just a, that was another unwritten rule um, that you just never touch the bag. But I love it on like steals or slides to see the tag. Why not? I, I you know, as long as the replay is quick, which I think they do a pretty good job because it seems like when the, the, the field umpires that are there, they're, they're getting feedback from someone at a booth or wherever. That should be quick. I love that. Not like the NFL. Yeah, that I takes know. forever. This is crazy. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen. This is unbelievable. Uh, the, the networks, you know, and I'm going to call them out: mm-hmm. CBS, NBC, Fox, right. ESPN. They love an instant replay. Sure, they get commercials. more commercials. They get, oh yeah, yeah, yeah more, more. They should sponsor the replay. Yeah, like, whatever the, company they are sponsored okay, now. They're, yeah, they're they sponsored are. by Microsoft. Oh, it's beautiful. All right, yeah, they <laughs> yeah, got the, the laptop the there. They got oh, the yeah. service. It's unbelievable. <laughs> 
So it's coming with baseball. Wh- yeah. Whoever sells replay something that's in their name, that's who should be sponsoring. Absolutely. And, and just so you know, Bill and I will be doing the football show. And, sure. And, 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 <laughs> I didn't play, but I've probably, I, it's crazy. I probably watch more football games than I've ever watched yeah. baseball games. And, uh, you know, I tend to like the sport as well. So I feel like I, I could add a little to the conversation as well. Uh, you know, with, with technology, and it's, it's interesting because it's just the world we're living in. Sure. We are much like the Industrial Revolution 120 years ago. We are living through the technological revolution. Right. And so technology, good or bad, it's, it's happening. But with baseball, there are some things that never will change. Sure. And these are the unwritten rules <laughs> in baseball. And these are some of the things that I'm still learning the subtleties of. Right. So I wonder if you could just share with me, and before we get into the movies, some of the unwritten rules in sure. baseball. Thinking back without even like looking at some of my notes, because I didn't want to forget something like one big one for me would be I never touched the foul line. So like when I ran from the dugout to the field or from the field to the dugout, there was one crazy guy. He would flip because let's be honest, every baseball player for the most part is superstitious too. They're like crazy in the head a little bit. This guy would jump over the line, but do a flip back. He'd spin backwards. He'd jump over it backwards and spin while he, every time he went over it. But I never touched a foul line. That's bad luck. Okay. Yeah. See? All right. Um, so that's one for sure for me. Um, and then uh, two, a- another one, because there's like, if you just Google unwritten rules, there's a top 50 from like sure. Baseball Almanac. But uh, just some that, that kind of touched me a little bit more, at least where I came from, if you got hit by a pitch, you, you can't rub it. Like if you get hit in the arm oh, or the leg. Then you know what? They don't ever do that. You can't rub it. That. Watch. You'll yeah. never see a baseball player. If he gets hit, never will. Just, like, just walk and it that, off. And that, guess, you know. It fucking hurts. Like, can yeah. you imagine getting hit with a 90-mile-an-hour rock? Yeah. That hurts. That hurts bad. And you see your bruise. You, I've had bruises. So you'll see the stitches, like, in your The stitches arm. from the ball. Hell, yeah. Arm. They'll be, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brutal. I mean, I've been black and blue in spots that I probably don't want to explain. Because right. <laughs> I caught some games, too. I was a catcher. I got hit. The ball hit where it shouldn't hit under your cup. Oh. Speaking of another un- unwritten rule, cup check. Have you ever heard of a cup check? I have not, no, no. So when you're younger, you, kids don't like wearing cups because they're just not used to it. So cup check would be that the coach would come down with his bat and start whacking your cup. <laughs> so if you don't have a cup on, you know, that's not going to hurt. That's not going to feel good. So cup check. But yeah, don't rub it. You'll never see a baseball player rub and it hurts like a bitch. Okay. Yeah, so don't rub it. So here's a real good rule. And this is just fundamentally a good baseball rule. So you never, ever, ever make the first or third out, if you're a base runner, at third base. Does that make any sense? No, break that down just a little bit for me. So what that means, so you're running, you're a base runner, and there's one or you don't want to make the first out at third. And what that means is if you're going to make, if you're running to third, that means you're already at second, right? Second safe. You're I, safe. Okay, I get so it. So don't man. go to third. Like if there's a ball in the outfield, like somebody else hit it. Either you're hitting a triple or you were on first and someone had a base hit. And this is if there's no outs in the game. No and, outs. And you think you, there's a potential you've hit a triple. You better get there. Yeah, you you better be safe at third. Don't make the first out. So so there's, in a sense, and go I'll tell for the you sure why. thing with, with stopping at second base. Well, because if you're at second, you're safe at second, no outs. Now the team has the ability to bunt you to third, right? Yeah. So now you're at third with only one out. So now you have a million chances to score. 
a sacrifice fly, so someone hits the ball to the outfield, you can score. You'll be able to score because there will still only be what one out at that point. Yeah. So that's why you don't want to make the first out at third because you have the chance to move them over somehow and still have a chance for a sack fly. Gotcha. So you don't want to give up that. So right. remember the first out at third. And, and you know what? Can I just say yeah. that that now that makes sense because mm-hmm. when I'm watching some of these games and I'd see this hit that would go way out into left field sure. and it would go you know, mm-hmm. past the line and everything. And I'd be like, in my mind, I'm going, Go to that's go. a triple. Uh-huh. Oh, he's at a triple. And they're yeah. like, and I look up and a little marker indicator would say that he's at second. And I would always ask myself, he could have made third base on maybe. that. If maybe. If it's a maybe, you shouldn't go. These guys are, you know, they play it differently now, but most of them should not go to third. And that brings up a question. Someone like a third base coach, you listen to what that person says always, right? Well, technically you're not listening. I mean, you're I mean, watching you're fo- you're, him. You're, I know, okay, I know. I'm just yeah, busting yeah, your balls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you're, you, you follow his instructions. And, and you, so uh, the, you know, I, I said earlier that we have, we, when I was talking about Ember Riddle, we set all of our plays kind of, you have the whole program set. So what that means is when you pick up the third base coach. So he's, he's the coach at third, right? The, and off the field. He's coaching the runners because he can see the whole field. Yeah. If you're a runner, you shouldn't be watching the ball. I mean, you saw it go off the bat. You know where it probably is. But when you're at first, you pick up the third base coach when you're already, when you're only halfway to second, you're already watching him. So you're not okay. running the second looking at the base. A good base runner is already looking at the third base coach just barely off first. And he's telling you, stay, keep coming, and then get ready, maybe stop. So, yeah. Does so, that make sense? Yeah, no, that's okay. perfect. So, you're, you, you're really you're mm-hmm. watching him. You're not watching where the ball's going. No, and yeah. they already have this in place. So, in spring training, they've already learned or they already have in place, are we rounding second? When are we picking him up? How Are we still busting the third? How, when are we picking up if he's going to score me? So, that, that's all set in place. You already have all these things and where you're, where you're running and when you're picking him up, all that stuff. Awesome. So then you don't want to make the third out at third either. That's the other rule. First or third out at third. Okay. And the reason for that is, again, that means you're already safe at second. If You know, you don't go to third if you don't have to. But don't make the third out because the third out would mean that if you're at second, you're in, you're in scoring position at second. Okay? Yeah. So why make the third out when you're at second and someone's hitting still? You st- obviously, there's still you have one more out. So if you're at second with two outs... A base hit can still score you, but if you run the third and get thrown out, now now you ended the inning when you potentially could have got a hit and scored again. So all it's right. all based on potential all right. for scoring a run. All right, excellent. So all that, right, that's a that's a real good technical that's, rule. That's no, that's not great, a, and I didn't know that. It's not and, a goofy and, rule. That's a real good one. Another one for me: a, an outfielder should never dive for a line drive or a, like a fly ball towards the foul line. Oh, okay, okay, and the reason for that is. <laughs> So, like, let's say there's a line drive to left field and left center field in between center fielder and left fielder. If you, like, let's say the left fielder takes the, the shorter route to the ball. If he dives, your center fielder's behind you. So, like, let's say he doesn't get it. You have backup. The center fielder's behind you. He can get the ball and get it back to the infield. Yeah. If you dive towards a the line, there's no one behind you. So, now the base runner's probably going to get another extra base. So, these rules are all based on advantages of another base that you could take or give away, or score a run. So if you dive towards a line, it's going to go all the way to the wall. So I see it, though. I see guys dive. They want to make this sports center top 10 play. Yeah, they want to make the highlights. Sometimes they catch it, and I still, like, I'll shake my head. I'll see him make this unbelievable catch. And it just drives me crazy. I'm like, you shouldn't have dove, you jackass. But they just 
they just do whatever they want to do that that's another thing that has changed over the years is they some of these rules they don't follow because they want to make the great play right I guess the the last okay. I, I, and we could probably do a whole We're episode on, on on unwritten rules. But I, 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 of course, want to talk to you about the one when you and I were talking on the phone last week. I had to ask you about kind of the one that I was always the most curious about. And that is when a pitcher hits a batter with the ball. Uh-huh. What is and, and I was surprised to learn that there is some latitude given based on the intent of the pitcher. Okay. Right. So right. I mean, if you could just talk a little bit about, you know, if what happens if a pitcher, if he unintentionally sure. hits a batter? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's getting crazy now because, well, one, pitchers have been trained over the years that, uh, well, don't, hitting them on purpose, I get, but sometimes guys will try to get close, right? right? Pitchers will, just to like back them off, you know, sometimes hitters will get close to the, to the plate. I mean, the batter's box is one thing, but like some guys will crowd the plate, as they call it, to get on top of the plate. Pitchers will throw close to them to back them the hell off, right? Well, sometimes I think these umpires are getting so crazy that they're warning everyone already. And then anything that gets close, now you're going to get thrown out of the game. So like, I think it's getting maybe a little too far, but I, I get that they're trying to get these guys safe. Cause you know, I, I, I even, I go back to when I was 12 and me and my buddy used to hit guys on purpose, like just to, like we thought it was funny. So we'd pluck a guy in the back just to be like dicks. So th- there was always that you know, kind of un- under the radar, I might throw it a guy, but no one wants to put a guy in base. I mean, if you think about it, you don't want an extra base runner. So no one's really going to hit someone on purpose. Right. Unless you're retaliating. Now, that's what I want to okay. talk about. Right. So, so, and what I found really fascinating is I was just always under the assumption. And again, this is me being a little naive about these unwritten rules of baseball that yeah. if a, if a pitcher hits a, uh, hits a batter, relatively in a relatively short time the other team is gonna is gonna take revenge on that one sure but what i was really surprised to learn is how long these particular grudges can last sure yeah so so talk first a little bit about the responsibility of the other team to do something about it and then talk about examples of how long you've seen that grudge last so if somebody was showboating or if the team hit somebody on purpose so showboating mean hit a home run and grandstand it and flew his bat up in like, the air. Like for those for uh, the the Jose Batista, oh, yeah, bat, he the famous bat, bat flip, flip or whatever. Yeah, so he's not the first one. They just made a big deal of it. But yeah. some guys will grandstand after a home run, right? So he, he there would be a retaliation. They someone would be hit, either him or somebody on the team right. might get plucked. <laughs> And that is a F you, you, you were a dick and now we hit you and now we're fine and even. And it shouldn't be a big deal, but I guess when you're throwing 98 and you hit a guy in the head, that's not cool. Like these pitchers, I, they should just hit him in the back. We, you know, there's nothing wrong. To me, there's nothing wrong with just plucking a guy in the back and that's it. But these guys, you know, egos are so big now that they want to charge them out and fight. I've been in some fights on the field. And that's okay, but nothing really happens. It's just a big mess and everyone goes back to the dugout. Right. But I have no problem with guys retaliating with a hit by pitch, but I have noticed over the years sometimes where it could last in an off season. I think I had mentioned this to somebody recently that I saw a whole off season from maybe play, like somebody did something in the playoffs that pissed them off and then they didn't get to play him again because the play, you know, playoffs hit that the guy got hit by the pitch at the beginning of the next season. So not in spring training, because that's not cool. Right. That we're, that's not real. But in a real game, plucked 
out over a whole off season. They will never forget. Trust me. What does it mean to spike somebody? Ooh. And have you seen any cases lately in the past few years where where that's happened? And what type of retaliation happens for for someone? And and, and explain first of all, explain what spiking somebody yeah. means. And you know, interesting. You bring this up. I have a good story. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> so just explain what spiking is, and if there's any notable. Uh, Big time baseball yeah. players that may have gotten in trouble for it late as of lately. Honestly, I don't know if someone has or hasn't. But what that to me, what that means is somebody's stealing second. Usually, it would happen at second base. I mean, it can happen at any base, but probably more second, just because there's so much activity at second. Either somebody hit uh, a double is, or trying to get to second, a hitter or a stolen base, and they come in with their spikes up, like when they're sliding, their feet first, and they wear metal spikes, and you try to like take them out with, you know, hit them in the feet, ankle, legs. Now, I have noticed some of these guys, they're going, getting high. Like, they'll, they're raising their feet on purpose, like, really high, like, knee high or something. That's getting a little ridiculous. I know that it's happened recently, and, and there's probably been some retaliation and fighting. I mean, that, that could start a fight right there. Because if you're trying to injure them that bad, that's not cool, right? But... I had, uh, in junior college, I had a kid try to take me out because I was trying to turn two. He slid very late. So, like, on purpose, slid late and tried to spike me in my ankle. And his his foot snapped in half. Oh. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, he took me out. He ripped my sock and my stirrup or whatever was probably just sock at the time. And he slid so late on purpose to try to take me out and hurt me. His foot went sideways. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he had to be airlifted off. Airlifted off oh, the yeah, field. Oh, yeah, they brought a damn helicopter out there. <laughs> like, his leg, I look down, and I'm, like, really squeamish. But when you're playing adrenaline in the heat of the moment, I was right. like, F you, dude. You're the one that did that. Uh, you know, I'm big. he was smaller than me and everything. He's an idiot, but he snapped his leg in half, oh. trying to spike me. Oh, my. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was fun. So, yeah, I could see it happening, but it's getting less because of replay and video. Like, now there's a record of this shit. You exactly. know, before, it made it happen and go away, you know? I want to protect myself because some of these guys are hotheads and some of them are a little cockier than others. So, I don't want to say, like, certain things. I want to be good on the program. But You know what? Yeah, yeah we'll, 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 we'll leave names out of this one. Dana, can I bring up just one more thing? Of course. All right. I just want to add one more crazy baseball thing. Okay. And this is probably not just baseball, but I think it's heavy into baseball at certain programs. It's called the Kangaroo Court. Okay. Uh, have you? I, I have not. No, this one's got, catch me completely off guard. Yeah. I miss, I miss the kangaroo court. So pretty much, if the kangaroo court exists on a team or in a program, there's a, a judge or a commissioner that's in charge of the kangaroo court. Okay. So. Okay. It is a uh, fundraiser that uh, helps the team, like, you know, maybe buy the next keg of beer or a gift or some crazy thing. But you, you get, uh, you get, uh, f if, if the judge or the commissioner deems that you broke, uh, a rule in the kangaroo court, then you get fined. So a lot of these teams have fines, right? So it could be a dollar, ten, maybe some of the pro teams, it could be up to thousand dollars right. for kangaroo court. And, and so this happens at the pro level. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cause okay. I've talked to my buddy that okay. uh, we were trying to get a hold of and he's just not available today and uh i've confirmed that that he had a kangaroo court on multiple t his teams too so okay. so it's pretty much anything that's stupid happens to you to a player or they do something dumb then they're they're gonna get fined so like they could fall or trip or something stupid or say something dumb it could be anything like f go up to bat and they forgot to put their helmet on like they're in the batter's <laughs> box no helmet 
<laughs> you idiot. Get back, right? So that that could be a fine. So you could get fined for anything. And then all the money usually goes into a pot. And then who knows what the hell you do with it. You could do anything. Okay. Like in college, I think we probably got a keg once we got 50 or 70 <laughs> bucks in there or whatever. But yeah, kangaroo court is awesome. It's hilarious just because the shit that happens in a long season, anything could happen. And and we've been talking about the grind and you you playing 30 games in high school, yeah. 90, almost 90 I in college. I can't imagine 162. And, 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 and like, you, like you just said, Major League Baseball is 162 not counting spring training and not counting the postseason right so in some cases players could be playing close to 200 games when you count spring training and if they go all the way into the playoffs yep that's that's incredible that is incredible